Hey listeners, your host, Denny Corby here. If you're new to the channel, I just want to let you know that this particular episode is from the vault with our OG host, Gabe, and this is just good old fashioned private club radio. Enjoy. Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news, and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Hey, friends, we've got an exciting guest on today's show. Lily Braswell joins us from Winged Foot. She is on site as they prepare for the U.S. Open. Today is day one of the practice rounds, and there's a ton of things happening. She's the director of operations, so you can imagine what's on her plate. But we're going to talk to her about what that's like. It's a really fun interview that you're going to enjoy. And it's also very inspirational for all of you women out there, you ladies who are looking to move up the ladder at your club or get into this profession of private clubs. It's a very inspiring story to hear from someone who's at the top of her game and what that's been like. And she came out of the restaurant world so that adds another layer of complexity as well. So it's a really cool interview. The sound quality is a little bit different from many of our episodes, and that's just because she's literally on site. So you'll hear a little bit of a wind noise in the background. It's windy today up there in New York, and there's a little bit of a delay as we didn't have the best connection, but the content is there, and you should be able to hear all the main points that Lily, Lily makes, and it's really an enjoyable chat. Now, just to give you an update on Private Club Radio, as you know, this show has moved away from its weekly podcasts, and we are going to move into a monthly rhythm, at least for the time being. Just like for you, things have changed drastically in terms of my schedule with my children now doing e-learning rather than going to school. It really has shrunk my time down, but I love this show. I want to continue to do this show. And to be able to do that, we need to move the show to monthly. Now, I'm going to try to make that one big, awesome show every month. We're going to probably have multiple guests. And it's going to be something that you're going to enjoy listening to. And it might take you a couple of weeks to listen to because it might be that long. <laughs> but the show will be moving to monthly here moving forward, at least for the time being. And I will keep you updated on when and if that changes in the meantime, if you want to see my face, I'm I'm putting episodes up twice weekly on my YouTube channel, Let's Play Through. I'd love it if you joined me over there on YouTube. We've gone to some amazing golf destinations, both private clubs as well as resort clubs. And we're doing a lot more golf technology reviews on that channel as well. So if you want to see my face weekly, there's the place to do it. In the meantime, you can listen to us here monthly talking about all things private club here on Private Club Radio once per month. All right, without further ado, I'm going to bring on Lily. I hope you enjoy what she has to say. Here we go. Well, my guest today is Lily Braswell of Winged Foot Golf Club. She's a director of operations. And as we all know, they're getting prepared right as we speak for the, the big open, the U.S. Opens happening at Winged Foot this year, which is interesting time of the year for it and during an interesting year in general. So Lily, anyways, welcome to Private Club Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's awesome. So tell us what it's like. You, you girl, This has got to be a, a unique situation. You guys are not uh, new in terms of hosting tournaments, but under these conditions, it's got to be quite different. It is. It, it, it has been such a big question mark throughout the year if this was going to happen or not. We had everything buttoned and ready to go. And then March comes and throws us this curveball of COVID and everything comes to a halt and we are waiting and waiting to see what's going to happen. And waiting to see if we're going to 
schedule the event, if it's going to be canceled. And when the news of the Open being canceled came, that was, you know, a great opportunity for, for the USGA and for us to jump into that time. And uh, we are uh, we're excited. This is actually finally happening. You know, even a month ago, we didn't know if it was really going to happen. They could have pulled a plug at any moment. The government, we didn't know. Uh, Maranek, for those that don't know, is so close to the epicenter of coronavirus. It's just a few miles from New Rochelle. Um, so it's, it, it was a pretty scary uh, situation for us. We unfortunately lost one of our employees um, to COVID-19. So it's uh, particular, particularly sensitive about, about the topic. Wow. That, uh, that, I think you might be the first club, at least I've talked yeah. to, that, that's had that happen. So that, that's got to be very sad. It's hard, I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, so what's it, what's it been like putting the, together these preparations on site? Like what things need to change from a member perspective? How does that change the member experience? I'd love to learn more about that, Lily. So part of the plan that was presented to Governor Cuomo was um, when the U.S. Open happens, you still have to have a certain number of volunteers. Still, still marshals, you need to be volunteers. And as you know, all these volunteers fly from all over the world and all over the country. And that was the thing to try to avoid. So the ideal solution is actually, well, let's have our members be volunteers. We know where they are. We know that they live in the area. It's a little bit easier to control. So we have a little over 400 of our own members volunteering for the U.S. Open. It's a great opportunity for them to be part of the event for those that want to. Um, so it's actually worked out, you know, it worked out very well. They're coming for their first training day tomorrow. So that should be pretty excited. That's cool. Yeah. It sounds like you turned a lemon into lemonade over there. That's, that's really neat. Um, how about in terms of like feeding the players and, and, uh, making sure that everyone's safe and wearing the PPE, how has that all gone? So this is actually a very unique, uh, US Open in that sense as well. Normally the players would get a part of the clubhouse and that's and where they would get the locker rooms and, um, in an effort to keep the players and everybody safe they are actually taking the entire clubhouse over wow. um, so we have 144 of the best players in the world uh, having breakfast lunch and, and uh, dinners to go uh, from our chef from our clubhouse um so it's, uh it's been a little bit different today is the first round yesterday we had about maybe 50 players on property and uh, they my uh, kudos to them. They were all wearing masks. They were all social distancing. It's a little bit strange, you know, with this separation of tables and people. It's not as social and, and jolly as it normally is. But I think it's working, and I think they're excited to be here, and we're excited to have them. And, but I it is wanna... a lot more work actually oh, trying to. I'm close. I bet. I bet. Obviously, I don't want to cast any black clouds over the uh, the event or 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 you in particular, but just wondering, like, is there something that, like, what what's that one thing that like keeps you up at night thinking about this whole thing and, and making sure that it runs smoothly? Um, we just hope nobody get, is in contact with anybody that tested positive. That's our biggest fear. And what we have done on our end with our employees and our members is, you want to be in the open? You stay home two weeks before the event. Don't go out at night. Don't go to bars. Don't go to restaurants. Don't be socializing. Just stay home. Um, that That is the biggest fear. Some, if somebody tests positive, the contact tracing process is going to be endless. Right. So that 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 does keep me up tight. Sure. And the so, weather, of course. No, that's of, of course. something we can never control. But I, it, it doesn't look bad. So we're good. That's good. Yeah. Um, 
So you're actually asking the members to quarantine or anyone who's going to be volunteering. They're pretty much self-quarantining for two weeks, it sounds like. Be careful. Don't travel. Stay home. You know, do the right thing. Um, we don't want anybody to, God God forbid, you know, everybody gets in contact with somebody. And, and by the way, the numbers here in New York are insane. Um, we have very low cases, very little hospitalization. So I don't think we are at, you know, that risk. But, you know, the possibility is always there. You sure. know, this virus is, is just um, brutal. So yeah, hopefully we'll stay in the right course. Well, it sounds like you're doing all the right things. And I can't wait to see it on television. It looks like it's going to be an incredible event. I want to shift gears a little bit here and just talk about uh, you being a woman in this position. That's pretty much a, a rarity, I think, at least <laughs> at least from my experience. So what's that been like? And, and how did you get to where you were, Willie? So believe it or not, 10 years ago when I got here, I didn't know much about golf. I didn't golf. I really wasn't interested in it. Um, and I always joked that they hired me so I could focus on the operation and make sure that, you know, everything was running it was probably supervised, et cetera. Um, after being here a couple of years, just like everybody else, all of a sudden, you know, you get the bug and I started taking a couple of lessons and uh, it, it's, it's been an interesting ride. Um, yes, I am one of very few um, female managers in, in my position. Um, but I think, I, I think the world is shifting. I think that there's, there's a lot more opportunity for, for females to be in, in, in the golf world. And I, I am lucky enough to have a group of, of wonderful uh, fellow managers in the area. And we rely on each other for, you know, advice, support. Um, and I also, you know, got to thank my boss, you know, manager, Tom Burns, who has always been supportive of my career. Um, I, I don't think in his mind ever it, it occurred if it was a female or a male. And it, he just wanted somebody to get the job done. Um, so it's been 10 years. It's been a long, it's been a long right but i'm very proud of what we have achieved um i think we drastically turned around the food and beverage, beverage program here uh, our members are young satisfied um with, with the product they're receiving and i mean last year was obviously with the mission of the open was a record year for us so we're very proud of, of being able to, to to give the membership what what they're expecting love that you actually came out of a, a completely different, well, not completely different, but a, a different career path. You were in, in restaurant. That was your background, restaurants. Um, what was it like making that transition into private mm-hmm. clubs? That can be mm-hmm. different. Um, you know, I, I think actually when you go to a restaurant or you manage a restaurant and you have that background, you don't really know. You don't know your audience. I mean, you kind of have your regulars and then you don't know who's coming to you every in, day in and day out. Um, that's a little bit different of club because you know who your target audience is. You know that the same people are going to be coming every week. So it's a little bit easier to anticipate their needs and wants and, and their preferences. And um, I am very grateful that, that you know, the, the club has allowed me to build a team, um, service team that, that takes every detail into consideration. So they know that if Mr. Smith is showing up, you know exactly what they will, he likes and they'll have his cocktail at the table, you know, within a minute. Um, so... That, that is actually a fair, the easier part. Now, the hard part is that, you know, once you set the bar this high, you can only go higher. God forbid it flips a little bit and then everybody's up in arms. So that's a little bit of a tough uh, part here. But in general, we, I think we have the best membership in you know, the world, if you ask me. So it, it make, that makes my job a lot easier. 
That's a great point you make that when you set the bar so high, you, you have to continually improve. How do you guys go about doing that out of curiosity? I mean, who comes up with the ideas or how, how, do, you, how do you go about looking to elevate that experience for members? So it's, it's a team effort. Um, you know, we're all eyes and ears and, and we try to keep the uh, lines of communication open with the members. Um, it's always some, you know, there's good or bad. If we don't know what's happening, we can't fix it. Um, we try to do surveys on a, on a regular basis to know what their thoughts are. As so right now, even with the open happening, we're thinking about what are the next surveys going to be. And, and really it is about COVID and what's going to happen when outdoor dining, you know, ends. Are you going to feel comfortable coming in and being inside? Um, and would you come or not? Well, should we be, you know, open all the days that we're open? Should we pare down our days? Should we consolidate? We're, we're, we're thinking how to improve every day just because somebody came and have a great meal today doesn't mean it can be better the following. So I, I think the feedback from our members is very, very valuable. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's awesome. Well, for, for, for uh, managers out there that haven't gone through this process, haven't hosted a, a major championship or maybe never even a championship before, I think it'd be fun if you could just take us through like a day in your life, like right now, <laughs> this week, like what, what, what's going to go on today? What, what do you have ahead of you? And what sort of things are you doing to prepare for the Open? So today was day one of practice round. So we were here around 530 in the morning just to make sure that um, there, there's a lot that goes He's coming in and, and the, the early crew needs to park on site. Everybody's parking on the right place. Everybody's going where they need to go. Everybody got the right credentials because, you know, of course, we had somebody today that needed access to the clubhouse that didn't have access to the clubhouse. We had a run over um, to Yoshi um, team and, and have that fixed. Um, we're going through signage. We're going through where everybody's being position. We're going to make sure that, um, you know, the, the, the clubhouse is a place where they're supposed to be. We're making sure that. Our security people are in place where they're supposed to be. We're making sure our security people are properly fed breakfast so they can stay through the morning, uh, making sure that everybody stays safe. Um, the rest of the day, we actually have operations meetings. We are going to go through the, what, what we did yesterday because we had a few um, uh, players yesterday and what worked, what didn't work from the food and beverage perspective, from the logistical um, perspective of them arriving through what gate, going to the locker rooms. Um, and then we have uh, later a meeting with our our U.S. Open chair, uh, Brian Marcel, and a few of his key people just to discuss um, what what happens in case of emergency and who's going to do what and who communicates to what and, and, and so forth. And then hopefully after that, I'll get a break and have lunch <laughs> <laughs> and nice. uh, see see what's going on. I'll probably go take a <laughs> I'll go what probably walk over to the practice facility um, where we have our staff handling that area. Um, and we are probably going to head over to our member volunteer tent area, make sure that our caterer, um, that is actually catered because we have about 400 volunteers and we're keeping the players in here. So our chef is taking care of the players. Our caterer down there, Rich Wells, is, is you know, on track set up and, and you know, and being built and you know we're talking today about you know we need outlets here and there for phone charging stations and so forth so a lot of little details you know it's it's i think the most important part right now to us to make sure that the member volunteer area is up to the standards of all yep that makes sense how, how do you go about communicating what needs to change or those little details how does that get communicated to the hundreds of people that are there on site what do you guys use 
So we are actually, for our member volunteers, where um, the communications is coming directly from the USGI. So any, she has an email for the most part. Um, so if we got to tell them, you know, today you need to arrive through the Shannonburg Gate, you're going to use LOPSI, or you're going to go to the harbor and take the shuttle, she will be the one that she funnels all the information through. So um, that's the way it's being done. Communications to our members, um, primarily member text on our private, on our private Instagram account. That's how we've been feeding them the information. And I think there is a lot of excitement for the members to see, um, you know, what happened yesterday, you know, when they can come in here. Um, and I'll tell you a fun story. We, um, we had uh, yesterday, our, our superintendent, Steve Rabbit, who had a general meeting with all his volunteers. And he surprised the group with uh, Gary Woodland bringing the trophy over wow. to them. Um, cool. So we, we, we documented that and posted, posted it on our Instagram account. And members are like, Wow, this is incredible. So thank you, that Gary. Awesome. That was that was a really fun, uh, fun afternoon. Yeah. yeah that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. It, well, it's I think it's so important to, you know, use the, these big events for other private clubs out there that host, even if it's a smaller tour event or something, to really use that as a springboard in terms of uh, telling the story of your club and, and then of course attracting membership through that. So that that's really cool. And it's cool to, to hear that you use member text that They've actually been a sponsor of this show for for some time, so we love that platform. And what a great tool to be able oh. to just get get the message out to people immediately. That's so important. That's really cool to hear, Lily. Last question for you before I it's let you go. Important. Yeah, absolutely. Last question before I let let you go there, Lily. Um, you know, not like you mentioned. I think it, there's definitely more women coming into the, the private club world and 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 getting to the management roles like you and whatever, whatever you want to call it, breaking the glass ceiling or whatever. But what would your advice be to people out there, uh, other, other ladies or other women out there who are looking to get into this and maybe move up the ranks in private clubs? What would be your advice to them? Walk into the room like you own it. Shin up. You're no different than anybody else in the room. Be confident in your decisions and, um, and be very receptive and not defensive when you make a mistake. That's something that I've learned here, and, and that was probably my biggest uh, uh, downfall here is that, you know, you're very proud of your work, and, and when you make a mistake, there's nothing wrong in saying, I made a mistake, let's fix it. Don't be defensive and just get it done. I love it. That's great advice for everyone out there. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for joining us on Private Club Radio. I wish you a great rest of the day, and I hope you get to enjoy that lunch. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Take Good care. T- Well, I found that very inspiring. I hope you did too. And I hope you'll pass this along to a young lady out there looking to move their way up into private club management and leadership. I'll catch you back here next month on Private Club Radio. And until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.